George Mallory and the team of British mountaineers attempted to climb Mount Everest. There was, there was a team of hopeful climbers who had assembled together. It was in 1996, and they wanted to scale the world's highest peak. It was in this expedition that was led by one of the world's most experienced climbers at that time. His name was Scott Fisher. He had his mountain madness team. And there was amongst this group one reporter, a man named John Krakauer, who was sent to report upon this this expedition and, and really talk about the commercialization of Mount Everest and eventually writes a book about it. And there were many, many articles and books that were written about this specific expedition. But in the middle, or included in this team of of climbers was one American socialite. Her name was Sandy Hill Pittman. And Pittman, she she herself, she was not an inexperienced climber. You couldn't say that for she had already climbed to the peak of six, the six uh, highest summits in each of the continents outside of Asia. Mount Everest then being her last. And, and so she, she was not an experienced. However, there were many skeptics as, as far as those who didn't believe necessarily that Miss Pittman was doing this all on her own. There was reason to believe that uh, she was not the most skilled of climbers, but rather was one who was almost being a passenger being pulled up the mountains by mountain guides and just those who were helping her to get up. Not to say that she didn't put some effort into it, but she certainly was not the most skilled of, of the climbers in the group. And it certainly didn't help her reputation when she arrived there at the base of Mount Everest in 1996 with a whole bunch of fanfare from the press and, and a few large bags for her journey. And that's not necessarily something you want to come Climbing a mountain with is a few large bags, especially when included in one of those sacks, she had a 40-pound telephone, 40-pound telephone system, not just the telephone, but the whole system, that in her mind, she's going to climb up or have others help her climb up this mountain, including this telephone system that was supposed to be able to receive a clear signal from atop the mountain so that she could broadcast to the world and radio stations worldwide from atop Mount Everest. And as you can imagine, that 40-pound telephone system became quite a burden as they began climbing the mountain. It's a struggle, struggle to make it up the mountain, just carrying the necessary items for the journey. I mean, when you're, when you're starting, it's not just the mountain climbing tools that you have, but it's all the food. It's going to take quite a long time to climb a mountain such as this. And and so you have everything that is necessary for the journey up and then back down. And, and to add to that, something such as a 40-pound telephone system is not the wisest thing to carry along on a journey. And she soon realized that. It was quite a burden to carry up. In fact, she had others who began to carry her bags and and they struggled as they would eventually make it to a uh, a, a base um, that was quite a ways up the mountain, but made it to a base. And, 
And she began to test the telephone system and it didn't even work at that place. So they decided, let's scrap the telephone. Let's scrap the things that are unnecessary and let's unload some of the burdens that are for the journey. And there's a lot of times that we carry some burdens through life. Unnecessary things. Things that weigh us down. And we're trying our very best and, and we think maybe that they are necessary. We think perhaps this is the thing that I have to carry with me in, in order to, uh, in order to do the things that I want to do. She thought it necessary or else she wouldn't have brought the telephone system with her, but, but in reality it wasn't necessary for the journey. And how often is that the case for us that we carry things through life that not just the sins of this world as it speaks of there in Hebrews, but the weights and the sins. Said the writer in Hebrews said it's the weights and the sins that so easily beset us. The things that that are weighing us down. And, and, and I know that there are those today that are in this place that sometimes it feels as if it is just a struggle to get up out of bed in the morning. And it feels as if it's a struggle to, uh, to, to go in and put, get ready for work and to, to go into work another day. And it's a struggle then to get the kids ready for school or it's a struggle. And we have all of these things that are weighing us down. And perhaps, perhaps it's just the, the fact that I'm a go-getter and I, I, I say I'm a yes man and I say yes to everything and everything is piled on one on top of the other on top of the other and you feel as if it's necessary to do all of this in order to get ahead but it's all a weight I'm, I'm not disillusioned to say that sometimes in life these weights and these things that they are not necessary because sometimes just to get through life we have Many weights that we have to carry. But when we begin to carry them into the presence of God. When we begin to carry all of these weights and these things. And we come in all stooped over. And into the presence of God carrying these things. And, and we come into a church service or we come into a, into a place of, of prayer and, and we would come in and we're feeling all weighed down and, and we can, we, we know that God's presence is sweeping all throughout this place and we, we can feel it and we know that He's there, but yet it feels as if it's too heavy for us to lift up our hands. It feels as if it's too heavy and we don't unload the burdens upon Jesus. That's when he says, you've got this all backwards. If you would take all your weights, if you would take these things that are making your journey so tough and you would unload them and allow me to carry them for you, then your journey gets so much lighter. It gets so much easier when you allow me to stand with you and to carry your packs. You see, the only way that Miss Pittman ever would have been able to climb that, that mountain uh, was if she, she would have allowed somebody else to carry all this for her. And that's exactly what she did for, in order to make it uh, halfway up the mountain. But, uh, but, but, but she's, she, she unloaded some things. And Jesus here today is asking us, I want you to take some 
some weight, some things that are in your life that are weighing you down. And when you come into my presence, I just want you to unload every weight, every burden that you have. Come on, there's somebody in here today who it's, it, it's tough sometimes to continue on this road with Jesus. It gets tough and you come into this place and, you're, and you feel like, what's wrong with me? Why can't I feel what my neighbor is feeling? Why can't I, why can't I feel what I used to feel when I would lift up my hands and I would praise God? Why can't I feel all of this? And Jesus is saying, come on, just unload the things in your life and just sit at my feet. Just sit, just set your burdens at my feet. The things that are besetting you, the things that are being so heavy in your life, would you just unload them? And I just want to talk about looking unto Jesus because when we unload these things to Jesus at his feet, that's exactly what he's asking us to do. He's saying, put them at my feet so that you can turn your eyes up. Because when the burdens get heavy, what are our eyes turn? Things get heavy. We're trudging through life. And I got to make sure that I can see what the next step is. I got to make sure that I can see, you know, where, where I need to go now. And, and, and everything's getting so heavy and my, my gaze is turned down. And I'm looking at all the things that are ahead of me in this life. But Jesus is saying, unload your burdens and look unto me. Look unto Jesus. The weights and the sins that are burdening you. Would you set them at my feet? Would you just pause for long enough to allow me to take these from you so that you can look unto Jesus? Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Come on, would you just allow him, come on, to begin to minister to your very needs? Would you allow him to begin to minister to the things that you're trying to carry through life? We see Mary and Martha, this, this story that comes to us in Luke chapter 10 of, of these two friends of Jesus, these two um, close close friends, these, these women, Mary and Martha, who are sisters and and Jesus comes into their house and, and as he's, as he's there and he's, he's spending some time at their house, we see Martha so busy, so busy with the things of, of making sure that, that we have a meal that's prepared and we're making sure that, that the, everything's clean because, because we don't want Jesus to come in and see our big mess. We don't want Jesus to make, just to see that things are kind of out of place and out of sorts. And, and I want to make sure that everything is just right so that, so that when Jesus looks at me, he's going to be pleased. But Jesus, instead, when Martha says to him, would you just tell Mary, my sister, to come and help me? Jesus says, Mary's doing exactly what she should be doing. Mary is just spending time at my feet. Mary's just spending some time in my presence. Mary's just spending some time with me here. And Jesus says, uh, there, there's, there is a time for getting things in order. But right now, when you're in my presence, that's not the time. Would you just spend your time with me? Would you just spend some time with Jesus, 
And that's what Jesus is calling for today. He's calling for somebody He's saying, would you just spend some time with me? Come on, we've already done it somewhat in this service today. During the time of worship, there were those who were coming and they lift up their hands and they say, Jesus, I just love you so much that I want to spend some time at your feet. God, I love you and I need you and I want to spend time right here at an altar where I can feel your presence. Come on, as you stir the hearts of those in this place, then they begin to unload their burdens. Come on, there's something about unloading our burdens at the feet of Jesus that we don't have to be worried about everything else that's going on in life. Jesus said, spend time with me. Just spend time at my feet. Would you lay your burdens down at the feet of Jesus? Would you lay your, your burdens down, the things that you're carrying through this life? Would you lay them down at the feet of Jesus here today? Come on, Jesus is looking. He, he's not looking for the one who's the busiest. He's not looking for the one who's going to try to accomplish the most. But Jesus is looking for somebody who knows him. He's looking for people who know his name, who can, when they hear his voice, they recognize it. Jesus is looking for a church that, has, that would spend time at his feet. Better than any program, better than any kind of a, uh, better than any kind of, uh, you know, great, great big uh, thing that we would put together and, and try to accomplish Jesus. He wants a church that will pray. Jesus wants a church that will spend time in his presence. Jesus wants a church that will slow down enough to say, God, I just want to know you and I want you to know me. God, let's get to know each other right now as I spend some time at your feet. Would you just look unto Jesus today? See the scripture that's in Hebrews 12. It says that we will lay aside every weight in the sins which so, does so easily beset us. And let us run with patience the race that's set before us. Man, what a hard thing that is. Patience. To run with patience. We in this society today that, that we live in. Man, my goodness, this, this Western culture, it's. It's so fast paced. You go and, and you're, you're in the, the drive through at McDonald's or you're in the drive through somewhere and, and it's supposed to be fast food. They're not fast enough. You go, son, and I'm guilty of that myself. They're not fast enough oftentimes, but, but we go through life and, and things are not fast enough. We're out of fast pace. We need to get this done and that done and our checklist of things to do. And, and we go and we check this off and that off and that off. And, and I was, I was uh, reading a uh, reading a book this week, and and it was uh, interesting as it pointed out just our our conception of time here in in this Western culture that we are in is so different from some other co- some other cultures. This author was speaking of some time that he spent. He spent a considerable amount of time in, in Indonesia, and uh, with a, a a group of Indonesian uh, fishermen, and and he often would say. To these, these men, uh, man, I'm running out of time for the things that, uh, that I'm trying to do. And they said, what do you mean you're running out of time? How can time run out? If you don't get it done today, do it tomorrow. And that's just not our, that's just not how we operate here. 
For us, it's, it's I need to get this done and that done and that done and that done because I'm going to run out of time. But really, in the conception of all these things, really, what's going to, what's it going to matter? What's it going to matter? We have time. And, but we don't have, we don't have time to be too busy for Jesus. We don't have time to fill everything, come on, with all these things that we feel are so important that we don't have room for Jesus Christ. We don't have room to spend some time in His presence. That's the one thing that we must make sure that we have carved out. God, I want to spend some time in Your presence. I want to spend some time at Your feet. Oh, let me have patience, God. Let me, no one let us pray that prayer, Lord, this race that I'm in right now. Let me have patience. There's things that I want to do in this life, but let me have patience, God. Let me do this at your pace. Let me do this in the pace in which you are calling me to, to, to live this life, God. Let me run this race with patience. God, I don't want to get ahead of you. I don't want to get behind you. I just want to go right at the pace that you are calling me to. God, I'm not going to be lazy. I'm not just going to sit here and do nothing. But Lord, let me run this race with patience, which means, God, I do this at whatever pace that you want to set for me. And I will spend time at your feet, God. I will pause whatever I'm doing, God, just to make sure that I am doing this with you. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. I mean, I want to want to look at just what we do as we lay down, we spend time with Jesus. What are we doing as we look unto Jesus? I think that there are three things, three things that we would look unto. The one is we look into the past. Now, what are the things that you have done for me? What are the things that you did for us in the past? And my goodness, what an incredible list of things that we could come up with that Jesus Christ has done for us. When he came and he, before I was even conceived, before I was even on this earth, Jesus already died for me. He already came and he gave his life for me. But even once I came into this world, look at all the things that Jesus did for me. As you spend some time in his presence and I begin to try to unload some of the things, the weights of this life. And you maybe you get into his presence and you feel so burdened down. You feel so weighed down and you're trying to look to Jesus. But all you can all you can do is to be concerned about all the burdens. If that's if that's what's going on in your life, you're so consumed with the, the weight of life. And first of all, I want you to look into your past. Begin to live a life with gratitude. Begin to have some gratitude for the things that Jesus has done for you. Would you enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise? Would you begin to begin to look back and say, Lord, I'm so thankful for the things that you've done for me. God, I want to praise you, God, because, Lord, you lifted this burden for me in the past, God, and you did this for me and you did this. Come on, how many, th- how many times could we look back at things that God has done for us that we've forgotten unless we pause for a moment to look at all the things that he did to get us to the point where we're at? Jesus, you've done so much unto me for me. I want to look unto Jesus at the things that he did for me. But also, I want to look at the things that you're doing. 
Let's look at my present because there are some things that he's doing in my life right now that maybe I can't see it because I'm so tasked with the things that I want to accomplish, with the things that I want to do, with the burdens that I have put upon myself that have caused me to look just at the the road and the path that I'm on. But Lord, you are doing things in my life. God, and you're doing things on this earth, God, that I want to be part of. Look at the things that he's doing. I believe that we are living right now in the greatest time in history. That this right now where we are living is the greatest time in history. And maybe you look around and you say, it's chaotic, it's crazy. Why would this be the greatest time? It's because God is doing greater things in the end times than he has ever done. There will be a greater revival in this in these last days than there has ever been. And we are experiencing it. We are seeing it. I want to be part of it. God, I don't want to be left out. I don't want to be sitting on the side when everybody else is experiencing your Holy Ghost outpouring. I don't want to be on the side when everybody else is experiencing revival. God, I want to be part of what you're doing. So don't let me be so burdened down by the things that I think are important that I miss out on the things that you think are important. Well, I, I want to be part of the end time revival. I want to be part of the latter rain. I want to be part of the church of the living God. I want to be part of this. Well, there are so many that are experiencing just incredible, incredible moves of God. I've heard of I've heard of so many that uh, even around the world, even here in the United States, that, that there's, there's hundreds or thousands that are receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost in one moment, in one service. There was, there was just a, uh, a gathering up in uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, just a couple of weeks ago, and they had 600 filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost in one service. That's, that, that's not over in, that's not over in Thailand or somewhere else overseas. That is right here, just down the road in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I'm talking about what God is doing here in the last days. I want to be part of it. So God, let me not be so burdened down with the things that I think are important that I don't, that I miss out on the things that you think are important. On what he is doing for us, let me look unto Jesus. Let me look unto Jesus, on the author, the finisher of our faith, the one who has my life in his hands, the one who would meet us here in this place. God, I don't want to just take it for granted, but God, I want to go and I want to run with it. I want to do whatever you're calling me to. God, I want to establish my feet wherever you would take me. God, I want to be part of what you are doing. Amen. But as you have your eyes fixed on him, I'm already beginning to come to a close, but as you have your eyes fixed on him, I want you not just to be focused on the things that are here on this earth and about the things in the past, but there is a hope and a future of things in the present. Paul admonishes us, he says, keep your eyes gazed upon Jesus. Look to heaven, for he is coming. He is coming soon. That's the words of Jesus. He says, I'm going to leave, but I will come soon. I will come quickly. 
I will come. Jesus is coming still. Come on, that promise, I know it's been waiting in the air for 2,000 years or so, but Jesus is still coming soon. In fact, we are seeing the very signs that Jesus spoke of when he said the end will come when you see these things. And so I believe we're still living in the in the soonness of, when, of Jesus' return. In fact, I believe it's coming very soon, soon and very soon. I will go and I want to see the king. Come on, the things that he's going to do for me. I believe that he has great things in store. And I want to be part of all of that. I want to be part of the rapture of the church. I want to be part, come on, of the one who would stand before the white throne judgment. And to hear him say, well done, my good and faithful servant. God, let me look unto you. Looking. Unto Jesus. He says, don't be so burdened down. Don't be so weighted down with the things of this life. The sins, the things, the entanglements of this world. Don't be so weighted down by them. That your gaze is not on me. But I want your eyes fixed on me. That's what Jesus says. I want your eyes fixed on me. Well, look at what I've done for you. Look at what I'm doing right now. I want you to be part. And look, while I have a hope and a future for you, I'm the author and the finisher of your faith. I want to see this to the end. In fact, could we stand in this place? Paul, he writes to the Philippian church in Philippians chapter 3. He says, brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended. The words, not to the finish line yet. I haven't reached perfection yet. I'm not there yet. But this one thing that I do is I'm living this life right now. Let me tell you this one thing that I do. Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto the things which are before. Paul, I thought you said this one thing. I do. That's two things. Paul says it's not two things. Forgetting the things which are behind and reaching forth to the things which are before. You can't have one without the other, he's saying. In this walk with Jesus, he's saying, let's forget about all the weights and the sins that are besetting us. Let's forget about our past. Let's forget about all these things. Let's reach forward to the hope of glory. Let's reach for Him to His presence. Let's reach for Him. Come on, you're only going to be able to reach Him. Come on, when you pause long enough to sit in His presence and to lay down the burdens. Just say, God, I want to get to know You. God, I want to know Your presence. God, I want to spend time in your presence. You are so good. God, you are so good to me. I'm not there yet. Come on, maybe somebody, as you close your eyes, maybe you say, I'm not there yet. But I need to be reminded about not looking behind me, not looking at all these things that I burdened myself with, but instead, let me unload these burdens at the feet of Jesus. 
and I'm going to reach forward because I want to be part of this latter-day revival. God, I want to be part of the things that you have in store for me. God, I want to be part of this, Lord, for you have great things. Those things which are before me. Or if there's somebody here today that God is calling you and God is, is, is saying, let's just rest in my presence. Why don't you just make your way up to this altar here today? Oh, we have time to spend in his presence here right now where he says, stop being so busy. Stop being so weighed down with the things that you think are important. And let me set something inside of you that would help you to let your gaze be set on me. Help your eyes to look upon me. It would help you to extend your hand forward and say, Lord, I want that. God, I want what you want. God, I want to run this life with patience right alongside you. Come on, there's somebody right now who you... You think that you just can't let go of the things of the world. You think you can't let go of the things that you feel are so uh, stabilizing in your life. But, it, but yet they're pulling you away from Jesus. If they're pulling you away from Him, you need to let go. You need to let go. God, help me. Help me to find balance between the things that I find important or the things that I feel are necessary. The burdens and the weights. Help me to find the right balance, God, between that and what you have truly called me to. Uh, for we must make it through this life, God, carrying some weights, carrying some things. But Lord, help me to set them at your feet right now. So that you can sort them out. Amen. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Would you just pray right now?